This is Radio Plasma, and our guest today, Jackals. Feel like I was worthless, but now 
Plasma, space dedicated to the exchange of ideas, conversations, stories, music, performances, and randomness. Listen at radioplasma.com. Also, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, and Spotify. I'm producer and host Johan Rashivega, and today we have an amazing performance with our guest, the band from Boston, Jackals. And we just had this powerful performance that also is going to work as the teaser, the little sampler of what is going to be the performance of Jackals happening in Holyoke, January 18th at Gateway City Arts. So this is conversation about their work and their music. So I want to welcome Jackals and if you could introduce uh, yourselves, guys. Hi, I'm Katie. I'm Jack. I'm Breeden. You've been together as Jackals for over a year and a half. Yeah. Definitely this music sounds like it's been together, like it is cohesive and strong and powerful for a longer time. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> well, they That's were. Nice. We started, Jack and I started playing together in college. Um, yeah, like four years ago, yeah, I think. And started writing and then Breeden joined like two years ago, I mm. guess. Yeah. So it's been a little longer than a year and a half. But. And also a year and a half, quite a short time when we talk about being that prolific and releasing two albums. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, we sort of like rushed that first one. Um, <laughs> like we had kind of, Jack and I had kind of written most of those songs and then we, Breeden, 
kind of joined and we were like, yes, let's make a band. So we kind of, we like kind of forced that one, which like, yeah. yeah. But, and then this one was a little shorter. It was only six songs, the newer one. And that, that we really kind of spent time on. Not that we didn't spend any time on the other one, but. With the band. Yeah. How everything started. So now we have that little precedent. So you started way back in school and, but what was the motivation to start getting into music, writing, playing together, making jackals, and now touring? Yeah, I mean, so like Katie was saying, Katie and I met in college. Uh, we were there for a summer. We were staying on campus over a summer and there weren't a lot of people. Uh, we met through some mutual friends and uh, we like had instruments and so we started playing music with a lot of other people. And we sort of quickly just started like playing covers together, just kind of having fun. And then as the next semester started, we like stayed friends and decided we wanted to try writing some songs and it kind of stemmed from there. And we sort of just wrote songs for a while. We didn't really play out very often in college and we were, we were just kind of having fun writing. And then after school, uh, we sort of talked about it and we decided to try and play music like, you know, professionally. And so we, we moved to Boston and we started playing and that's where we met Breeden and very quickly sort of brought him in because we liked him <laughs> and we wanted him to play with us. Uh, yeah, it just kind of grew, you know, as the songs started to grow together we and we were thinking about recording an album, we decided that we wanted like a full band for drums and bass and we had some very close friends who played drums and bass. Uh, so we kind of brought them in on the recording process and we've stayed together since then. Familiar with all the different setups as a band you can have, going from the most essential, uh, a duet, and playing, I'm pretty sure, acoustic, almost, I will I will think of this as an acoustic version, even though uh, mm -hmm. you are using your, your amplifiers, but it's the, the, the organic essence of playing in the most simplistic way, what brings the, the acoustic feeling, and then being able to perform as a full band with all the sounds and all the elements together. Which one will be the most inspiring setup for you guys to play with? You know, that's interesting because we were just talking about yeah. that, or recently have been talking about how as we evolved from Jack and Katie's original acoustic sound into more of a full band sound, in some ways we sort of lost sight of how beautiful the, the very simple stuff is. And Katie and Jack have been doing are kind of back to now that the recording is done doing some more duo gigs and really you know I think what I'm reading is that you guys are really getting into it you know that it's like really powerful and well might, we like it when you're there yeah. too but <laughs> right. they're stripped down yeah yeah but when they're stripped down you know they've been doing some there's a, a organization called so far sounds and they do like you know house shows and they're typically all acoustic and they've been playing those shows and it's like oh yeah this is how it all started really and it sounds really great you know and they're uh, as much as the additional dynamics and energy uh, of a full band add to it there's also something that the very like scaled back and simple adds to it as well where you're really just mm -hmm. it's just very raw yeah. i think we're trying to like for the next one kind of think about how we can combine the two and like get sort of the intimacy and also the power and like find a way 
and and I think in some places we th did this, but I feel like just as an overall, you know, for the next sort of project, like really figuring out how to combine those two things. Yeah, I think they're. I just think they're really different, and like I think all of us have a lot of fun with the full band, and it's sort of definitely uh, like aren't you know finished with the full band in any way, but it's sort of like, you know, we did it one way and then we switched like to the totally opposite spectrum. And now we're sort of like exactly what Katie was saying, like how do we find this like middle balance uh, that sort of get, gets the benefits of all of it. Listening to, to your performance with this opening number, the sound, the energy coming from the three of you reminds me a lot of that energy that I heard from daughter. Mm. Huh. Yeah. And actually, the first thought that came to my mind when I heard your music, as soon as I knew you were coming, aren't these guys signed with 4AD? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. no. But if you know them. Yeah. No, yet. <laughs> if, if they're listening. <laughs> you, have, you have all the sound that is so distinctive of many of the bands signed with 4AD. Huh. The texture, the sounds, the way everything combines and fuses together, bringing such power in some really visceral ways, but at the same time keeping it simple. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. I, I feel it's one of the most hard things to achieve as, as bands or as, as musicians when you want to put two opposite moods together and make them feel in bold ways in a single piece. And, and you guys, you have it. You have that sound. That's so thank nice. you. Thank yeah. you. Now all we need is 4AD. Starting a band, recording an album, releasing a new one, and getting the chance to play in so many different venues, different states, in scenes that are so into music, so well experienced with so many different bands. How this translates in your own experience, being able to perform in such diverse venues and, and cities and places and audiences? <laughs> Um, oh, you want me to take it? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it's definitely a lot of fun. Uh, we, we did a two-week a two -week tour back in August uh, that was like 14 shows. Um, it was pretty intense, um, and we learned a lot <laughs> about how things work. Um, most of the time it was a lot of fun, but um, we definitely explored the... Uh, extent of human existence <laughs> with, with regards to the other bands and uh, the venues and how uh, people treat you uh, when you're on the road. Uh, most people are, are very kind and accommodating and so it's amazing you know what you can uh, what you learn when you get out there and you're on your own and you don't know people you know. Um, so we had a lot of fun kind of just meeting new people and hearing new sounds because uh, a lot of the bands we hadn't played with them before. We really didn't know their material, you know. It was a very, obviously, musical experience, but, you know, to kind of, like, flesh out our understanding of what it means to be on tour was uh, really important for us. I think also just, like, kind of learning, like, at our stage, not knowing people in certain places that we went is, t is tough. Like, where, where, like, just when you don't really have some, you know, 
something backing you to get people out. It's really up to the like local bands that you're playing with to draw. And it was interesting to see in certain places how like the culture was very much like people would come out and see these local bands and just like everyone would stay and look and like watch the, the touring bands. Like in Asheville, like the place was just packed the whole show and it was four bands. And then, you know, in some places it was sort of like a very different culture, like people either like there wasn't really much of a community. No, we, we definitely had some like pretty empty shows um, <laughs> or like people would just stay for the, you know, and not stay for the touring acts. So it was just, yeah, I was interested. It was like definitely a learning experience. Um, and I think, yeah, as a band, like without sort of a more backing in terms of like PR or anything, it, it's, it's difficult to like get people to really like know how to like break into these random scenes that you're going to get people to come out. As an independent band right now, how hard or how challenging do you think it is? Following up a little bit on that uh, field of the PR and marketing, trying to get your presence mostly on the markets that are online because I feel right now if it is not by performing at different venues, then is the online presence what pretty much determines the success of a project or of a band. What do you found to be the most challenging things to do in this matter? Definitely the, the social media. I mean, really marketing in general, because, you know, like you got to write the emails and like post things and everything. I don't think any of us want to be artists because we want to like know how to use Instagram. You know what I mean? It's very challenging. Can we, um, yeah, it can definitely be pretty demoralizing in some ways, just because there's just so, like, you can always be doing more, and I think, like, it always feels like this kind of never-ending, like, pushed, and it feels very, like, weird, ego-y, like, trying to constantly get people to be, like, looking at you, which is, like, obviously, you know, on some level inherent, I guess, in the creative, but uh, that's different, <laughs> it's a different topic, but, um, <laughs> but I think, like, That's not the goal. The goal feel like it's like we're connecting in some way and not be just like, look at us, look at us. And it just feels it's hard to sort of find that balance when you're doing it on your own and you have to sort of be like self-promoting all the time. It would be nice if somebody else like was promoting and then we didn't have to think about it. Yeah. So right now you are currently touring and this stop you are doing today here in Holyoke to do this recording is just on your way to a gig, and then you will be returning to Holyoke in a few weeks from, from today when we are doing this recording to perform at Gateway City Arts. How is this plan for this tour that you are doing, especially now that you have the latest album out? This is just what I'm feeling, but I feel like we're still sort of trying to figure figure that out, honestly, and we, we learned a lot from the, the tour in August You know, we're sort of trying to figure out, you know, like uh, looking out to local like radio stations or podcasts or blogs and trying to see how we can get the word out about our shows like before we end up in a certain area. I think we're still looking for new things to do and new ways to promote. Yeah, I think it's like a little bit of just like, I don't want to say like trial by error, but it's sort of like, like, let's do as like whatever we can think of and sort of see see what sticks yeah we tried to plan this tour like a little bit more in advance so that we had like a little bit more time to kind of reach out 
for each stop. But it always ends up kind of getting pushed because you, you like reach out to places and then they don't. So, but we're almost done booking this one and, and then we're gonna really get on the, the reaching out train. I think so. the other piece of it that we're focusing on is the tour that we did in August was really wider ranging. We went all the way out to St. Louis and back. I mean, it was a really good experience builder, but I think now the focus is on more of a regional, mm-hmm. like close to home kind of thing where we can easily get back to the same places regularly so we can start to build uh, audiences in those cities. So, Yeah, and like we were mentioning uh, just before beginning this recording, to see how much of connection we can make between the east and the west of Massachusetts mm-hmm. when we are in the same the same area, yet that disconnection is sometimes so big. Fortunately, it is because there are so many things happening locally in the musical scenes, both in Boston and Western Massachusetts. But at the same time, it's really exciting to have you guys over here so we can enjoy and discover more of your music and at the same time connect with what is happening locally in Western Massachusetts and the Pioneer Valley here in Holyoke and let's see what happens from there what Mm. kind of connections and collaborations can emerge yeah yeah thanks for having us (laughs) yeah we've spent some time in other places in western mass northampton and shootsbury yeah yeah Yeah, our drummer is from shootsbury so we have like some connection to this area yeah Um, i don't know how far away that is from here but it's i'm from st louis so it's like western mass is just one thing (laughs) (laughs) there's I don't know the difference. (laughs) (laughs) Talking about your songs, there's a lot of personal experiences and stories infused in in your lyrics, right? Yeah. In a way, explains how it's so easy for for you to put that much of that energy in the sound of of your music. What could be some of those stories hidden in those lyrics? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, let's hear it, Katie. Uh, well, I feel like the only really like good story is um, so the title of our new EP is Bat Brains, and that's that comes from um, this story that sort of inspired the, one of the songs on the EP called Trauma Hoarding. Basically, when I was younger, there was at one point a bat in my house, and and I kind of have this like vivid memory of like me and my brothers running into my parents' room and like. I, th- I created like some things like in my head, my parents are dressed up in like this crazy, like s- some sort of like astronaut garb, um, which isn't true. <laughs> but then they like, but basically they really did like go downstairs and like locked us in their room and went downstairs and out of like panic, my mom like beat this bat to, to death, which I like highly don't recommend. Like I, you can let the bat outside, but she was, she was very anxious and she sort of like she she'd like brutally killed this bat and then we ended up having to get rabies shots because the brain of the bat had been like hit out of its head so they couldn't test it for rabies so I was just like thinking back on that and remembering just being really scared as a kid like after that experience I mean I think there were other things that I'm, I'm like a, a very scared person in general and I feel like there's like been plenty of experiences but that I remember like I hadn't thought about that experience in, in a really long time and then being like wow that was like that was definitely like somewhat traumatic as a kid and yeah that kind of inspired that song but I also think it's like a pretty funny story and it it I can imagine my mom just like whacking this bat like not realizing that she she didn't really need to do that like she could just let the bat out <laughs> yeah 
So that's a little personal anecdote. <laughs> the rest are just kind of sad. <laughs> well, that one was sad for the bat. Yeah, it's really sad for the bat. <laughs> but in a way, it feels like paying homage with the title of this. Yeah. It's now dedicated to its memory. To its brain, yeah. That's right. We were going to call it the bat brains of Birdie the Bat, but we shortened it to Bat's brains. Sorry, Bat brains. Sophia yeah. named him. <laughs> But this is another amazing way to relate to personal experiences and also to storytelling, which when we talk about music as the vessel for telling stories to narrate and share experiences, what a beautiful way to bring an example of something that it may be maybe a little bit morbid, <laughs> yes, traumatic, fun, <laughs> and at the same time so random. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it could be the script for a good short film. Oh, yeah. Gotta get my mom to, to act. With yeah. the astronaut outfit. Yeah. So, yeah. Actually, I like that. So, like a video idea. Like the, yeah. That's a good video Imagine idea. Like a hazmat suit. Mm hmm. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> But definitely it sounds and it feels like you guys have a lot of fun doing what you're doing, playing as jackals and doing this tour and learning from that. The chance to get to talk to you today is not only to share with, our, with the audience your music and your work, but also I always think about the younger listeners that are maybe trying to come up with their own ideas, their own sounds. Listening to your own experiences could be a good way for them to realize, hmm, yeah, we can, we can get there. We can make, based on our own experiences, not that they need to mimic uh, what you're doing exactly, but seeing how from some random events and personal experiences you can actually build up an album, <laughs> songs, and have fun with that. Yeah. That is definitely a great example and another way to keep the culture of creating music and enjoy going to shows and support local bands and support touring bands because that's the way this whole movement is gonna stay alive. Because if we think about it as an industry, maybe not all of the bands in this whole environment are up for that. And many others may not even survive if that is their main goal. Yeah, definitely. So it's all about the passion for, for music and make it something meaningful, which you guys are, are really bringing. Thank you. Yeah, I think uh, also for you know younger people that are f kind of first exploring music, like understanding that, like you said, it can... I mean, obviously, when you're first getting going, sort of like learning from and, and sort of copying or um, uh, like learning to play the songs that you like and like kind of getting a model from that. But like once you have done that enough, at some point you want to make something that's your own and like understanding that you don't have to just copy exactly the style and exactly the way that other people do it, but like putting your own voice into it, you know and telling stories about your parents killing bats and you know other things like that it's like a it's it's an amazing thing like the first time you you like write something that is not basically like you know it when it's like i did not just ape some other like top 40 song or something like that this is like wholly original you know and i think everybody has that moment but before you get there i think it's like you don't even like realize it 
that that kind of thing exists. So yeah, well, especially because I think like a lot of the not to bash on like top forty stuff, but I think there's there tends to be certain themes that are pretty much like what people talk about in like songs that you hear on the radio um, and like. I feel like I had this like realization at one point, like we are all thinking about so many different things. There's like so much that, you know, can be explored. And like, I feel like as a kid, like I, I never, you know, I felt like I really didn't know how to like express myself in, in, in ways. And like, I like feel like I like learned how to like really late. And yeah, I think it's, it'd be awesome for people to like realize that like within them earlier. Mm-hmm. I also have, uh a piece of advice for any young songwriters that are listening to this. A really fun thing to do is take one of your favorite songs, melodies and whatnot, and write your own lyrics to it. Because then you don't have to worry about all the other variables. You just have to write something from your own experience. Um, and sometimes when I'm, feeling, when I'm feeling blocked or like nothing's coming out, I'm listening to a song that I really love, and I'll just start kind of singing in my head my own like words to it and then eventually just put it down on paper file it away and come back to it a year later or something I don't remember what song it was written to but it's this whole entire words that I can use to put to music you know Mm. just like there's a whole bunch of little tricks like that I think between Katie and I and Jack with music we have probably about a million like songwriting tricks and that's (laughs) a really really good one especially if you're kind of just starting out and you're not you're not as experienced or skilled with melody and you're not sure what to do with that, but you just want to get some words down, the constraint of the melody and the timing and everything and like the limit sometimes f- sort of frees you up. You don't have to make so many decisions. You just have to fit it into this, you know? So. And now this session became a clinic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wise words. No, absolutely, absolutely amazing advice. And I'm just thinking actually of someone who will benefit of this advice in our next session mm-hmm. with uh, media literacy teenagers here. So thank you for that. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Good job. Following up on that, what will be some of your most relevant influences as music performers, writers, artists, singers, bands? Oh, this is a good one because we're all very different. We have very different, yeah. Yeah, and I think that's part of what is good about the combination of things. For me, my my first concert was Paul Simon, and my first like tape or something. I think it was a tape. Was uh, well, actually, my first record, my first album before they kind of went away and, and then came back, but like way back was. New Edition. I don't know if y'all know who New Edition is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, oh, wow. And then Paul Simon, The Police, The Cure. And I had a whole bunch of other things in there uh, over the years. But those are kind of like the seminal ones. Yeah. I mean, for me, the band that, that made me want to start writing my own music was Coldplay. And I, uh, I was obsessed with Coldplay in high school. They were like absolutely my favorite band. I didn't listen to a lot of other stuff. Um, and then, yeah, I was just like, you know, it sort of just grabbed me and like the emotional response I had to their songs, I sort of realized I was like, I can like do that myself too. And they sort of really sort of pushed me to start creating my own songs. Um, well, I was like very into like Broadway stuff when I was younger um, and like 
and then I, and like female singer songwritery stuff and then I had this like dramatic realization I don't know realization is the wrong word but like like at one point in college I just started like listening to alternative rock music and like finding myself like connecting to the lyrics in ways that like I had never like being like oh my gosh this person is saying something that I've like felt for so like I think I had this like shift where I was like realized like the thing that is like most important to me I think in terms of music I mean everything is important in terms of music but for me like lyrics are really what I'm drawn to and like so that it really shifted for me and, and now yeah now I don't really like I mean, I still can appreciate a good Broadway tune, but <laughs> I don't really listen to that stuff anymore. Or like singer song. Well, I don't really listen to like lovey singer songwriter stuff anymore, unless it's like in a kind of messed up thing. <laughs> what would be one venue or band that you would love to play with or to play at? Mm. <laughs> Big Thief. Really? Oh, yeah, I would oh. love to play with them. Radiohead. Yeah. I'd say the National. The National. I'd oh, love yeah. to play with yeah. the National. Yeah. We, I think we're in agreement on those. Yeah. All yeah. three of those would be pretty big awesome. Big Thief. Uh, I lost my Big Thief. You lost your Big Thief. I love my, yeah. It's um, okay. It'll come back. Yeah. Come back. <laughs> Father John Misty, I would like. He's my favorite. Yeah. Or one of my favorites. Um I could I could agree to that. Yeah, honestly, like I have no real interest in like playing like, like Jack and I disagree on this. Like I just like don't want to play like stadiums. That's like not ever. Like I'd love to play like a venue that's like big enough that I don't have to worry that we're too loud or like hurting people's ears. But like I still really like like the I always like want the intimate feeling and I like, um, I think I'll always like want that. I don't know like yeah I don't have like these sort of big aspirations for like a stadium yeah I mean I think for me like when I envision playing in a stadium it's not this sort of like removed sense of like us sort of like up on a stage and everyone's like like they're like worshiping us I feel like the best <laughs> uh like I've seen like amazing shows in stadiums that felt intimate because yeah. uh you know the everyone there was it wasn't like you just go there to like say you were going to see the band. It was like people were there to like really be into the music and everyone, all the fans were like connected together and connected to the band. And it's sort of this like very like, like I love the intimate shows for sure. Um, and I don't want to play like every show in the stadium, but I think yeah. there is like a, a way for stadium shows to actually still feel intimate and not disconnected but it's very hard to do i didn't mean to, I didn't yeah, mean no, no, to fashion no. stadium i actually have never gone to a show at a stadium so i can't really speak some to of them it. aren't very fun like it's totally uh it's really really hard to have like a big stadium show that still feels like intimate and is like connected for everyone who's there it's, it's a very very difficult thing to do which is one of the aspects that i appreciate most of the music scene in boston because You can go to several venues and locations, some of them better than others, but in common, I think that level of intimacy is pretty much always present. Mm -hmm. So that allows the audience to really enjoy of the music being performed yeah. more than the show for the sake of showing off, I'm here and feeding the Instagram with, with images of a cool right. show just because, yeah, we have to be there. Yeah, yeah. there's some there's some great venues in, in Boston and Cambridge. 
and we've had the pleasure of playing at some of them yeah. where they're really more like listening rooms. You know, the Burren is a good example. I mean, it's yeah. a little not exactly the right fit for the sound as we've evolved as a as a rock band. Um, but, you know, when you play there, uh, you know, Tom Bianchi, who books that room and, and uh, other staff are really, it's important to them that people are not talking, you know, that it's like, Mm-hmm. This is about music, music, you know, and that's like so such a relief, you know, when you go play somewhere and like everybody's not talking over you, you know. So I wish they could all be like that. Yeah. I've gone to a lot of shows at the Sinclair and I would love to play there. That'd be cool. <laughs> yeah, Sinclair is cool. And this brings us to your upcoming performance January 18th here in Holyoke, Gateway City Arts. Have you seen the, the place already? No, mm. Mm-mm. Never no. I'm pretty sure you're gonna love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some we I just saw Speedy Ortiz at the Sinclair, and now she's at Gateway City Arts tonight, which is cool. She, they, they are they, at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. <laughs> we don't have time to go there. No, it's <laughs> <No. laughs> okay. <laughs> good place that is bringing more and more diversity in music, good quality in music, very well curated selection and committed to to provide a good experience for both the audience and the performers, which is something that sometimes it feels unbalanced in, in, in many aspects when you see places that are just for for the business and charging people a cover and charging for for drinks and putting bands just to fill the gap, but mm-hmm. not really because of of the love or appreciation for music so in this case when you when you're mentioning uh, that you that you look for places that actually respect the work of the artist you're gonna you're gonna definitely find that in here cool cool that's great yeah Yeah. how do you feel after releasing so much music being able to play it being able to share it having a tour ongoing, how does that feel and what's next? I think, uh, I mean, it feels great. It's always exciting to get new music out, especially when you've been working on it for a really long time. And, you know, touring is something that all of us have always wanted to do. And it's really exciting to, to get to do this. But we're, I mean, we're ready to keep working on new songs. You know, we have a bunch of new songs that we're starting to working on and starting to work on. And we're sort of looking to, to really get back into songwriting mode uh, when we're not on tour. Um, and so that is like a really exciting thing for us because I think songwriting for all of us is sort of the, if it's not the best part, it's like absolutely like up there for one of the best parts. And like, we really just like love to be writing songs all the time. And so it's always, you know, you put all this work into the songs and then you have to go on tour and you know do the shows and promote it. And like, you have to play those songs and then it's like, it's really exciting to get back to to writing new material and to sort of figuring out where we're going to go next and exploring that. About your songs, what can you tell us about the first song you you played at the opening of this session? Um, <laughs> well, I guess I um, I wrote that when I was just like I don't feel that way any right now. So, but I feel like I wrote it when I was just in a pretty like dark place of feeling like I'm in some ways like this person that 
I thought that I wanted to be, but like, I don't even know if I like this person and kind of feeling like it's called speeding. And I think that's like, it just like kind of about this, like feeling of like moving through life so fast, you're not even like really feeling anything like, yeah, like sort of what's the point if I'm not like feeling good about what I'm doing or myself or so it was like, it's like not a super happy song someone someone like reviewed it and then they like thought that the one of the lyrics was like an uplifting lyric and so they had like written like you know it's like sad but then like there's this like bit of hope but like the lyric was wrong and there really isn't like a bit of hope but i guess the hope is that i don't feel like that right now anymore so i think you can we can all kind of go through like really crappy times and feel you know really lost and then and then at other times feel not like that and that's somewhat hopeful right <laughs> which is another way to capture time and realize after after time moved on and you revisit those sounds and those lyrics and you realize how much things have changed mm. and you have changed yeah. from from that moment when, that's when you wrote cool. that and so basically when when you see it going yeah. backwards and and see where you are right now and yeah saying, i'm not cool. that person yeah. anymore i'm not there yeah. anymore so yeah it's interesting because we um some of the first songs that we wrote like um, four years ago i can't sing them anymore because they just so feel so at that point in my life i wasn't writing really like from my heart and i feel like now even when i'm singing the songs on the last two albums like even though i don't feel that way anymore i can connect with that person and I can sing them and feel genuine because like I can you know remember and feel that person but like some of our like really early stuff when I was just sort of writing and it it wasn't really coming from he like deep within um, I'm like refuse I like won't play them because I'm just like you know but yeah it's like when you're looking back and you're like I can you know see this person and remember like what I was feeling then and relate and it's really cool to be able to be like wow like I really felt that that was really you know, true to what I was feeling, but I don't feel it anymore. And that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> cool. We listen to another song. Mm, yeah. yeah. Awesome. So we have Jackals here in the studio on Radio Plasma and they are getting ready to set up and get their instruments back. And we will be enjoying of one more song by them. Made me wish I wasn't a robot, too So I lingered on the reticence Lend my hands itch Let the pit start sucking out my stomach As the wind blew by me Like I was just another foreign phrase
my rage since the dawn I boomeranged off a billboard of the horizon Is it time that dulls our genius Or is it just the path of most convenience Are we programmed as a fetus I don't want to be blind, I don't want to be here listening music by jackals in our session in radio plasma what's the title of this song a billboard of the horizon <laughs> it's a mouthful yeah <laughs> such a powerful performance i guess the sound and images that also will be available in the posting of this session are going to show how this music is made from the heart, from the gut, from that energy that is brought by you three being here in the room. And I can only imagine how is it going to be when you're performing at the Gateway City <laughs> Arts. Is it going to be the full band setup? Yeah. Wow. So multiply this <laughs> several times because then that's going to be the energy level. So definitely a great opportunity to come and enjoy the music by Jackals. And also you will be performing with uh, two more bands, right? Yeah, Extemper and The Grays. I really want to thank you guys. Uh, thank you. you too. Yeah. Your talent, your music, and coming here today 
to do this session knowing that you are on your way to the to the next gig as part of your tour i really appreciate that commitment and that love for music so you can share it with us i really appreciate that oh, thank, thank you, you so much. yeah thank you for having us thanks for supporting like local bands that's really cool <laughs> and for the audience who wants to get to know more and enjoy more of your music where can find your music where how can they connect with you mm. we were on like spotify and all those places and we're spelled wrong we're spelled j-a-k-a-l-s jacklesmusic.com yeah jacklesmusic.com mm-hmm. and we're like on all the social media platforms so and we post pictures of my dog <laughs> a lot named barney <laughs> So we will be sharing all this information as well on the posting of this episode, so that way you can get the full connection with Jackals and keep enjoying of, of their music. Thank you so much for Thank being you. here with us. Thanks. Thank, Thank you. you for your music. And this is our session with Jackals here on Radio Plasma. All this session and the content, links, and also access for the tickets for the performance at Gateway City Arts available in the posting of the session on radioplasma.com. And with this, we conclude the session that has been recorded in the media studio of the Gandora Youth Development Center in Holyoke, Massachusetts. I'm your producer and host, Johan Rashivega. Thank you for listening. <laughs>